I'm so glad that you've come back to me here on the J Show that I'm recording. You've come for all of the fun you have, lots of thrills. Welcome back, welcome back to the J Show. We'll rhyme and we'll flow, flow. Let's go, go, let's go, go like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> These songs come off the top of my head, and I'm so glad that you guys give me the freedom to be as creative as I want to be. No, now in the first part of comedy chats, we were talking about comedies, some shows from my childhood here in Barbados that I remember fondly, and then we got onto a contentious topic. Which one is better, Taina? Oh, that's what we're Let's see. Now, first things first, we need to recognize that these shows aired on two completely different channels. Taina airing on Nickelodeon between the years of 2001 to 2002. And that's what we've been airing on Disney Channel from 2003 to 2007, I believe. Yes, 2007. So we can see, obviously, which show had the longer run, that being that so raven. But hey, having a longer run doesn't necessarily mean that a show is better. Okay, there are some shows that lose their spark, that lose their whole mojo. Okay, they lose the mojo. Because they go on for too long. Okay? Like The Simpsons, for example. The Simpsons has been on air for 31 years. And... Oh my god, when when is it going to end? Like I know I said I was gonna talk about Taina and that sort of and I'm I'm getting there, but let's segue into the Simpsons for a bit. When the Simpsons first came on the air in 1989, it was a stroke of genius in terms of comedy and animated comedy. It was the comedy that opened the door for adult swim comedy such as Futurama, Robot Chicken, Archer, um, Rick and Marty, Family Guy, King of the Hill. You know, like, we wouldn't have all of those wonderful shows. Bob's Burgers, if it wasn't for The Simpsons. But I think it's, it's, it's time to hang that up. The thing about comedy is that it needs fresh direction to keep it consistently funny. Comedy is one of the hardest genres to write for, to act for. I mean, I have a little bit of acting experience. When I was at Alina, I was in theater arts. And this year, you know, if things went differently, if I was ready for it, I would have been at UE probably studying um in the faculty of creative arts. So I, I have a, a kind of sort of idea of what I'm talking about, being that I studied theater in school and all that. So comedy is one of the hardest genres to write for due to the fact that you have to take being funny serious. Yeah. That sounds so backwards, right? You have to take being funny serious, but yeah, you do. Like, Jokes have to be carefully thought of. 
you have to test them to see how they land with the audience and whatnot. Like, there's a reason that so many YouTubers would have attempted to have comedy shows <coughs> literally sing. <coughs> and they fell flat because comedy on different mediums hits different. It just does. So when you have a serial show like The Simpsons and it goes on and on and on throughout the decades without any really fresh ideas, then it becomes stale. Now, South Park has a, a leg up on The Simpsons due to the topical nature of the show. South Park deals with things that are current events. The Simpsons was really born around the dysfunctional American family and it was created to counter the cuddly family sitcoms of the 80s. So while The Simpsons could borrow something from South Park, it is instinctively a family comedy. It is, it is, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, but on you know fox and animated actually it is married with children yeah it is married with children but animated and i think married with children came out after the simpsons so it was inspired by that it is malcolm in the middle but animated and the thing about married with children and malcolm in the middle is that they both aired on fox and they had a long run, a long-ish run. However, they knew when to throw in the towel and call it a day. I honestly believe that The Simpsons should have ended sometime in 2010. Like, hang up the mantle. You know, you had a lot of fun. You had plenty of years on TV. You can hang it up. It's okay. It's okay, Simpsons. You can you can have a rest. No. You can take a nap. It's alright. It's okay. It's fine. And along with the Simpsons Family Guy. Now, the thing about Family Guy is that its creator, Seth MacFarlane, would love to take it off the air. However... However, Fox seeing it like a cash cow, which kind of reminds me of Nickelodeon and Spongebob, they, they're keeping it there, okay? Because people still like Family Guy. People still tune into the episodes. And as far as I know, I might need to update my knowledge. Family Guy is still on the air. So, so much for that. Like, every time they try to kill this show, it just resurrected from the ashes. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can't do much in a case like that. And you would wonder why comedy shows like that run stale. But Sesame Street could be on the air. air for, on the air. air <laughs> on air for 50 years and still feel fresh. Well, it's just the general setup of the show. Like Sesame Street is designed to teach concepts to children. But it was always designed to be a bit of a variety show for children. And we're going to talk about that at some point, how Sesame Street was really the first children's variety show. Because when you look at the format of the show, it is a variety show. 
And that's what makes it so engaging. That's what makes it so interesting. Anyhow, away from that segue, let's get back into the meat of this conversation. In this corner, we have Taina. And in this corner, we have that sort of So, I was talking about how having a longer show doesn't necessarily mean you had a better show. Now, the beauty in Taina's brief run is that it's succinct. Like, it is complete. It is a gem of a show preserved in time before the quality could really dip and go under. Like, right, so before that unexpected break, we were discussing the completeness of Taina, right? Taina is a complete show. It didn't have the burnout that some other shows would have had. Yes, it didn't get the chance to sprout wings and different storylines, but it also sits in a nice place where it can preserve. <laughs> can be preserved as a nice piece of history and that that threshold is having two seasons some shows become forgettable because they only had one season or six episodes you know especially in terms of comedies especially if they weren't designed to have such a short run but with taina having two seasons you have sufficient content to satisfy you, the viewer, but leave you wanting a bit more. It leaves the door open for more. That's the beautiful thing with Taina. With that Soul Raven, it went on for five seasons, longer than most shows on Disney, because before, Disney had a rule where the episodes and the seasons went up to three. And it wasn't to pass that. Even the mammoth, Lizzie McGuire, Another show I love, by the way, we're going to have to have a chat about Lizzie McGuire, guys. Like, Lizzie McGuire. We're going to chat about that in one of these episodes. But even a mammoth show like that could not get Disney to expand its limit. But that show Raven came out at just the right time when... Hip-hop culture was big. R&B music was burning up the charts. Representation for black people was important. Young black girls really connected to the character of Raven. Um, you know, boys could connect to Eddie. She was in the Cheetah Girls. So it wasn't just black girls. It was, you know, just girls in general. Um, you know, and Disney Channel at that time was just different as well. So, there was a perfect platform for a show like that, So Raven, to take wings. Any earlier, and it might not have happened. And we can argue that had it not been for the success of Taina, they probably wouldn't have greenlit that So Raven. We can argue that. Now, part of the reason that they would seem so similar is because I believe they share the same set. If you look very carefully at Taina and That Soul Raven, 
The sets are pretty much the same in regards to the school scenes. So if it feels like a bit of deja vu, that could possibly explain why. The setups of the show, the setup of the shows are fairly similar. But Taina has more of a musical foundation. And I'll dare say, I'll argue that Taina is the more grounded show of the two. Um, there are some crazy hijinks that happen. But they're all pretty grounded in typical drama student stuff. Taina doing all she can to get the lead role. Like, it is dramatic and it's over the top. But it's not crazy or cartoonish it is comedic because it is relatable it's comedic because it's something that you could actually see happening and as i was mentioning before the character selection the casting of taina was perfect because we had characters that felt real i know that i spent a good set of time within this podcast swooning over chris knowings um, and I'm going to respect his privacy a bit more because in my sleuthing, I've realized that he likes his private life. So I'm not going to stalk as much, but I will say that he was the perfect choice for Lamar. And if I had to compare Lamar and Eddie, I think Eddie was played a bit more comedically than Lamar was. Yes, they were the cool, quirky black guy who was street enough to be street and hip but still nerdy enough to be safe it's sad what happened to the actor for eddie i'm trying to remember his name oh yes orlando brown it's sad to see what happened to orlando brown it's good to know that lamar's actor chris knowings is on a much healthier path but um I wonder if that has something to do with the length of time that that Soul Raven went on as well. Because acting could be a hard job, guys. Like, we cloned actors and stuff during this pandemic. But it's some long days on set to produce these shows. It's a lot of pressure to remember all of those lines. It's a lot of pressure having the world observing you. And, you know, when you have a taste of fame in such a massive way... And then all of a sudden you're irrelevant. That can take a toll on you. There are plenty of artists that would have come and gone throughout the years. And it did affect them. Because fame is an abnormality. Like, people aren't really supposed to be that famous. And when they are hit with this abnormality, they do the best that they can to adapt to it. So after they adapt to it, you know, they expect that it's going to continue forever. And then... Sometimes it so happens that it just doesn't. Like it's nothing that you did. You didn't do anything wrong, but it just doesn't just didn't continue. And so the kingdom comes. So what do you do now? What do you do now? That's the question that many people face after, you know, their careers in the spotlight fizzle out. And that's why they turn to drugs and things like that to cope with the inner self-doubts that they would feel and all of that stuff that got kind of dark and a bit deep but yeah um lamar was played as i would have mentioned in previous episodes of this podcast lamar was played in such a way that you could easily meet a lamar even up to this day 
He was quirky. Let's not get it wrong. He was quirky. He was not cool. But yeah, he was. Because his quirkiness was played to a believable level. He did funny dances. He, you know, he always walked around with his camera filming everything. He played video games for hours along with Dan. The two of them as a comedy duo got up to a lot of hijinks walking around, um, walking around movie theaters for hours to make sure that they could get into the premiere, selling tickets like drug dealers, creating sumo wrestling, sumo wrestling matches, just some of the craziest things they got up to as a team. So it felt believable. I've had friends who acted like that. In secondary school. I'm not going to reveal any names. But. We. Aline was one of the first schools. To do the Harlem Shake Challenge. And I was friends. With the guys who started that. I was. A, like school friends with some guys. Who were extremely creative. They called themselves the indirect jokers. And. They were hilarious. They were a bit geeky. But they were also cool. Like, Lamar played a character that truly does exist. A character that I've interacted with multiple times. And I think Eddie played a caricature of that character. You know, I, I believe that Eddie was a caricature of that character. As the seasons wore on and the style of comedy changed. Um, but then again, Taina had the benefit of being on a show... That also would air shows like Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel, sorry. All that, the Amanda show. You know, so the comedy over there at Nickelodeon was not necessarily more adult, but a bit more mature in terms of children's comedies, in terms of the writing. Like, there's a line in Taina where Lamar mentions that he sees the Skankasaurus. They they dig into Maritza about her $5 weave. Things that would have never flown over there on the more conservative Disney Channel. So that could contribute to the different styles of writing for the show. Not to say that that's so Raven didn't have their zingy comebacks and one-liners and things like that. That makes it a show that is so well-remembered and regarded. But... It is to say that being on a more family-friendly channel, quote-unquote, there are things that they couldn't get away with. Now, in terms of the writing of Taina versus Raven, I must say that Raven is a better written character. She just is. She's a better written character. She's a character that is more grounded. She's not as selfish as Taina. She's not as annoying as Taina. She learns her lessons pretty fast and she genuinely cares about helping the people around her is she perfect no and I, I don't think any character written for a teenage comedy would be perfect but she in comparison to, to Taina is a more solid main character to me my issue with Taina 
was the way that she was just so inconsiderate all the time. And I knew that that was the purposeful writing of the team. But in watching episodes multiple times, she did come across as pretty self-centered. And it it made her more unlikable as time went on. Ironically, I found myself rooting a bit more for Maritza, who might have been a diva, but an honest diva, than I spent rooting for Taina in some episodes. And when you're rooting for the villain more than you're rooting for the protagonist, Houston, we have a problem. Like, yeah, that's the only pet peeve that I kind of have about the writing of the characters on Taina. Maritza, I've met a Maritza. I don't think that So Raven has a Maritza character, but I've met a Maritza. Okay, like the frenemy. We all know her as girls, as females. We've all met her. And her comedy writing was gold. Like the way she says, Taina! In that extremely high pitched voice. Oh my. It's annoying, but it's it's hilarious because you can actually picture someone that you know talking to you like that. I love the writing of Renee. Renee reminded me a lot of a Kiki Palm, a Kiki Palmer type character, but she was still grounded. Like Renee felt like a home girl. She felt the home and funny and just. And I love the way that they played off of the chemistry between Lamar and Renee which would have been between Chris and Kalia, like, their chemistry was natural, and it radiated from the screen. You can tell that they had fun bantering with each other. And, you know, I, I love that. I think Dan would be our, our Chelsea, and Chelsea is just so sweet. She's adorable. But um, I think she's a bit more infantile than Dan. Like, Dan was a bit of an airhead, But he was also a lot more grounded than Chelsea. And as I said, overall, Taina is the more grounded show. Yes, it was geared towards the younger generation of that era. But the way that it's written, the the style of it, makes it enjoyable even for people in their late 20s, you know, 30s which would have been the people that would have really been able to see Taina when it was airing on Nickelodeon. But I'm saying that even now, they could look back on it and enjoy it because it's a good show. It really is. Like, it holds up. That Soul Raven holds up as well. But I think by virtue of it having more seasons and as the seasons went on, Raven's mother left and... They just had a lot of different changes and things like that throughout the show that could have caused a dip in quality. And that's one thing that Taina didn't have to contend with. Also, the fact that as the series wore on, the hijinks got crazier and crazier. You know, as it went with most Disney shows of that time. But... No, I guess if I had to compare both shows, I obviously have a leaning towards Taina. I probably need to find a way to watch that Soul Raven episodes again so that I give a more fair perspective on both of them. But this time I'm going to give it to Taina.
It's the more underrated show for sure, but it's the more grounded show. It has great watchability, and you should check it out. 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 <laughs> All right, guys. This is Jay signing off of this episode. I'm gonna record the next episode. We're doing it back to back style. I'm just here chatting with you all day here on the Jay Show on Anchor. Thank you so much for tuning in. Jay, oh.